Miracy. There was once a beautiful and peaceful country. It was high in the mountains on the roof of the world, in a land of steep, deep green valleys and swift flowing rivers. Every day, the sun climbed above the snowy peaks and shone upon the land. People said that if trouble ever did come, it would last only as long as the shadow of a flying bird. One day, however, a bird came and stayed. Huge and evil, he blotted out the sun and his shadow plunged the country into darkness. Because there was no light, the grass stopped growing. Fruit rotted. With no dawn to wake them, animals slept all day. People could not see to work, so they slumbered while the corn withered and died. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. At last, the evil bird flew off. But the sun had become accustomed to darkness, and wrapped in thick blankets of cloud, he dozed in the high mountains. A few animals and children, who never sleep for long, decided to find a way to get the sun to shine again. I will sing to remind the sun of the dawn's chorus, said a small red bird, and flew to the top of a dead bamboo. As her voice flew to the sky, more people and animals woke up. It was the first music they had heard since the coming of the darkness, but the sun did not respond, and after singing for several days, the red bird collapsed, exhausted. Then a little girl said, I will build a fire to remind the sun of warmth and light. She took her scythe and began cutting grass and gathering twigs. Other children helped, and soon the pile of kindling was quite high, but because the sun had not shone for many months, the wood was damp and it was difficult to get a good blaze going. But several girls began to fan the smouldering wood with their long striped aprons until the flames flared up and up and lit the sky. But still the sun did not respond and the first dwindled and died. Now the people were getting angry. I will shoot the cloud away, said the best archer in the land. And straining every muscle, he fired an arrow straight and true. It flashed into the clouds but the clouds did not fall, and the sun did not notice. One arrow is not enough, cried a porcupine, and rushed up a hill, did a wild little dance, and fired off a wild flight of spines at the clouds. Still the sun did not appear. Then a gruff old bear got really angry. He stormed to the top of the hill and shook both fists at the sky, trying to think of the most threatening thing to shout at the sun. He was so angry and flustered that he could think of nothing terrible enough. All the crowd tried to think of what the bear should shout at the sun, and the bear jumped up and down in his rage. Just then, a bat, who had been sleeping soundly throughout the proceedings, woke up. He had missed the red bird's song, the bonfire, the arrows, and the porcupine spines, but he had enjoyed a very lovely dream, and he smiled an enormous beaming smile. Bats, as you know, sleep upside down. And when the crowd saw the bat's hilarious upside-down smile, they couldn't help laughing. Even the gruff old bear giggled and then fell to the ground helpless with laughter. The laughter rolled around the valley and the sun 
Hearing the noise parted the clouds lightly and looked down. The thick beam of sunlight fell upon the little bat and his wide upside-down smile. The sun burst out laughing and his laughter drove away the clouds. The people and animals saw the sunbeam from the mountain tops and then climb once more into the sky. This is a story from the Himalayan kingdom, Michael Foreman's World of Fairy Tales. It's a simple, beautiful, and quite profound story. Newly discovered, I, I find it fascinating, and I keep seeing more and more in it. One of my colleagues' reaction to this story really strikes me. She said, My immediate thoughts are that I've been in that place of darkness. I can relate. When the light in our life disappears, life as we know it withers and dies. Slowly and surely, I went through bankruptcy, losing my best friend to a horrible death, leaving my abusive husband and father of my children, and facing becoming homeless as a single mother to two young girls at the same time. Powerlessness and meaninglessness overpowered me, and I contemplated suicide. It didn't matter if people shouted, tried to cheer me up, or expressed worry. I was like the sun. I hid and became accustomed to the darkness. When I heard this reaction, I wondered, when have I encountered this kind of darkness? And it wasn't long before I could see those times, when I lost my father at such an unexpected and early age and was due to get married just a few weeks later. It was so hard to rise up from above the despair and grief to even decide whether to go ahead with my wedding. Or in my business, when a launch failed and I had no return for all that I had invested in it. Or when I spent four months writing a book proposal which I couldn't even get an agent to represent, never mind a publisher to consider. They don't tell you that you get rejected by book agents long before you can get rejected by publishers. It was quite a journey. And yet I felt the darkness and really struggled to understand how I was going to find light in all this. But the end of the story carries a hopefulness that light can come from unexpected places, like the smile of a bat, a creature that flies and navigates darkness, and the laughter that ensued, the shared joy of the many creatures that woke up the sun. My colleague's bat was when someone offered help, and he showed her the way. His smile that she could just about believe through her tears was the way she came through. For me, my bat was the family and friends who gathered me up off the floor with patience and love and belief that I would be okay. My partner who told me that our wedding didn't matter, it could happen whenever I wanted, that he was there for me. And in the end, we went ahead and have been married for 25 years. In my business, both my partner and friends who told me that it's okay, this happens. They said, you're smart, you'll figure this out, and it'll get better. And I was reminded that this is so. As an entrepreneur, there will be days or months in which we can't see the sun and the light. We can't see the path we're on, and we question every business decision we've made so far. I've certainly experienced this again and again. It's easy for our harmony to be disrupted and our everyday business balance to be lost. The business loses its energy and we lose sight of what's good. It's in those moments that we forget that everything is cyclical. So we try many ways to solve the problems, but we do it from a place of desperation. The lesson here is that we can trust that the light is always there, even if it's hidden, and that one action leads to another, and an unforeseen situation can create that change we want so desperately. 
So one of the most powerful lessons in this story for me, both true in life and in business, is that there isn't one magical thing that happens, one action that takes place that changes everything. But like in the story where the children and the porcupine and the bear and everybody tries to figure out how are they going to get the sun to wake up? It's true in life that it's often collaboration and brainstorming and trying things and failing and then trying again. It moves it inch by inch until suddenly things fall in place and change happens. I found when I went through the darkest of times in both in my life and in my business, it wasn't one thing that changed everything. It was a person here. It was a suggestion there. It was a little offer of help somewhere else that coming together helped me build the confidence and the belief that it was possible to recover. It was possible to move forward. And I love in this story that it's laughter that finally breaks us through. The joy that we can sometimes feel, despite how heavy everything else is, that laughter that can shake us up, that can lighten us up and help us begin to believe in a brighter future. And so in the story, it's the laughter of the bat initially who has this wonderful dream, like the entrepreneur who often has a wonderful dream. But it's the reaction of the people around who just find him so comical. And then the sun, both seeing the bat and hearing the laughter, wakes up. So I love that it's laughter that wakes us up. And I kind of feel like I want to invite more laughter and more lightness into my life, into my business, into your life and your business, because that's a way perhaps we can all move forward, despite how much the sun might hide and how dark the world might seem. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Mishi Lance assembled the episode. Danny Inney is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.